Last week, we mentioned Mother Nature spreading weather across the country. And well, this week, I think she is having a good old temper tantrum. And it's not just the weather that is in blizzard mode. It was a week and a weekend of madness in women's college basketball. It's time to break it all down today, right here on Locked on Women's Basketball. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Cheers, friends. It is Monday, January 15th, 2024. Today, in the freezing temperatures that have gripped a massive part of the U.S., we also celebrate the life and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. His messages should not be something we take to heart just today, but hopefully every day in all of our lives. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent here at The Next, and thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. Well, you can follow me at Missy Hydric on Twitter, formerly X, formerly known as Twitter, and be sure to follow this podcast at Locked on WBB. And then come see all of my amazing colleagues at The Next, www.thenexthoops.com. That's where you also find my weekly column about all things college basketball this winter. But each and every day, fantastic coverage by so many wonderful journalists covering all the all across the country who take care of you at The Next and have you up to date on all things women's basketball. Well, you know it's winter when there are snow days for kids, too many that we cannot count. College games are being rescheduled because of weather patterns and travel. The NFL is rescheduling games because of weather patterns and travel. And when podcast get guests are under the weather and need a day of rest to recover. So today I'm going to put you all through a college basketball blizzard here by myself. Head-turning wins and losses over the past several days, what it did to this week's AP Top 25 poll, and who is going to need to also recover a bit and bounce back this week so that their season can stay on track. Well, I always like to look and see where do some of those heads turn and what are some of the wins and losses. We know that there was going to be marquee games all over the country. We are in that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to conference play. This is when the power fives and the mid-majors, when it all comes to roost, to figure out when is the cream going to rise to the top, who's suffering, who's been underperforming, who needs to bounce back, who's maybe had a little bit of easy street and now is really headed towards some difficult games, all of those things start to happen as we gander through the month of January into February and then into March. But let's start a little bit in the top 25 and just talk about some of these major tough wins, excuse me, tough and big wins and tough losses, because I think they go both directions. But some of these were absolutely marquee games with top 25 teams going at it. Again, 
this is what's going to happen this time of year. And we have the type of caliber and the fantastic play that you're seeing all across the country. I want to take you back just a few days. Actually, I'll take you to Wednesday, January 10th. Last week on this podcast, I went through a Big 12 roundup. We talked about what to look for in the Big 12 conference, that there were some teams that were positioning themselves at the very top. One of those was Baylor. There was also a team that I singled out that I felt was kind of underperforming, maybe not living up to the expectations of what they wanted for their season or what national pundits thought they could do at the beginning of this year, and that was Kansas. Well, go back to Wednesday the 10th, the Baylor Bears at the time when they were ranked fourth in the nation, they go into Kansas and they lose 87 to 66. Now you look at the number and say, yes, 87 to 66. Kansas put 87 points on Baylor and the Bears were only able to score 66. They had trouble shooting the basketball, were not in an offensive flow, and Kansas was able to take the advantage, I would say, in multiple instances throughout that entire game, especially late into the fourth quarter, when it felt as though Baylor was going to make a little bit of a run, where they hit a couple shots. Sarah Andrews had been cold. She hadn't been involved in the offense much. She hit a couple threes, got herself feeling a little bit more confident, and then Kansas was able to answer. So give credit. It was a huge win for the Jayhawks. I felt as though their back was up against the wall. They were 0-3 in conference play going into that game, 7-7 overall. They beat Baylor at home and then turned around and got themselves another win over the weekend. They played at home. They beat Oklahoma State 70 to 64. Hats off to the Jayhawks. They have bounced back a little bit. But let's go back to Baylor because they themselves they had to find a way. They had to get out of that funk, but yet it was two very difficult road games, which we mentioned a week ago Monday at Kansas and at Iowa State. Well, they ran into the Cyclone Buzzsaw, which is one of the teams that I believe is peaking now. And we'll talk about the 20, top 25 in just a few minutes. But yes, Baylor could not get it done for the second time in a week on the road. They lose at Kansas on the 10th. And on Saturday the 13th, they lose by three at Iowa State. 66 to 63. Hats off to the Cyclones. They sit at 5 and 0 in conference play, 12 and 4 overall. And go back a few weeks, go back to November, go back to early December. This was a young young Cyclone squad without Emily Ryan and they were figuring out a way to win and get it done. She's been back in the lineup now, has played in all the Big 12 games that they've had. They are 5 and 0 and the Cyclones knock off Baylor and that drops them in the polls. And the Cyclones are back in the top 25, which I said we will talk about in just a few minutes. Another Big 12 game to keep your eye on, it was West Virginia, that they could not beat the Cyclones when they played them on the 10th, but they did get a win against UCF, 76-59. to The other Big 12 matchup we all had circled, which was a top 20, a top 15 matchup, was going to be Kansas State at number 12 hosting Texas. The Wildcats beat Texas 61-58, to low scoring. Texas had a very difficult time finding offense. They had an answer at certain points in the game to Ioka Lee in the post, but they just didn't have enough firepower themselves to answer. You can see in a game like that where not having Rory Harmon makes such a difference, but those guards for Texas continue to log huge minutes. Shea Holly, Shaylee Gonzalez, they're doing layman's work out front. They're going to need more help in the scoring column. 
UConn continues on their tear. And in this week, they get a big win on Saturday, 92-49 to over St. John's. And it was UNLV. They stay undefeated in the Mountain West. And they had to win 76-64 over Air Force. We've talked about Gonzaga and the dominance as though you think that they are going to have in the WCC. And they continue to do it. They had a big win, 85-67. to and then the other one that everyone was going to be talking about on Saturday night after the NFL matchups, what we were going to see from Iowa and Indiana, the Caitlin Clark show headed to Bloomington and excuse me, they were hosting Indiana and that what would Iowa be able to do? Well, it was really to dismantle the Indiana Hoosiers and it was an 84 to 57 win for Iowa. The second straight triple double of the week for Caitlin Clark it was a 19 to 9 fourth quarter, 22 to 11 in the third. Iowa finding their footing and scoring the basketball. And hence, and give credit to Marquette. They get another win on Saturday, which was a huge one for them, 78 to 47, and helps that team stay in the top 25. They were hanging on barely in that moment. Now let's fast forward ourselves to Sunday, yesterday, January 14th. And there were some huge, huge games on the slate. We have to start talking and we have to, it begins for me with two wins over in last week. And I thought two very decisive ones for Florida state. They get a win over North Carolina and then they get an 89, 81 win over Virginia tech at home. That helps the Seminoles. I really gives them strong footing in the ACC, a big win right there for Brooke Wyckoff and her squad. There were some massive PAC 12 matchups that were on the slate yesterday. Colorado, they get the best of Stanford in Boulder, 71 to 59. They really were able to control the basketball, especially late. Stanford did outscore Colorado in the fourth quarter. However, it was the standout performance from multiple players for this Colorado squad that give them that huge win. We also know that it was Utah that was going to have to go back up against in this mountain trek that everybody takes out that direction. You're going to play Utah and Colorado. Well, then you're going to have Cal having to go up against Utah, and that was a big win right there for the Utes, 93-256. But we've also the one that was circled by everyone, and I think one that surprised a lot of people because it really could be a toss-up. And it was a great game when they matched up at Poly Pavilion on the UCLA campus. But it was going to be UCLA against USC. Go back. Going into a week ago, we had three undefeated teams in the nation. South Carolina, UCLA, and Baylor. Baylor loses twice last week. UCLA going into this game still undefeated. But it was the 32 points by the fantastic freshman Juju Watkins from USC. And they win 73-65. to They split on the season. They each won one. And those are going to be big games down the road as people compete for the top of the Pac-12. But there is only one undefeated team left in the nation. And that is South Carolina. The other big surprise on everybody's slate, and it was one that I think really kind of jacked the polls where we knew that would. A 67-62 win for Auburn at home over LSU. A record-setting crowd in Auburn. A fantastic game. And one that everyone is going to circle. The first loss for LSU since that opening loss to Colorado in Las Vegas all the way back on November 6th. Hats off to this Auburn squad. They were ready. And they had a huge win themselves at home. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the shakeup in the AP Top 25. What does it look like? Who's moved? Who's not? Who's in and who's out?
Well, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life that we, but we can we talk about just for a minute about preparing for all of the things that we have in real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they might need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and add and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important than to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Hydrick, and thanks for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. We talked about some big wins, tough losses for teams, those that might be struggling a little bit. Well, when you have a week like this and the blizzard not only is covering and blanketing the entire country, the temperatures are frigid. You see the snow piling up in all areas of the country. I can't imagine if you lived in Buffalo and we're thinking about going to the NFL game today. I Those are real, real fans. I give you credit. It is something that I could not do. But the blizzard has also come and it has affected what we see in today's AP Top 25. It was just released a few hours ago. It's about 3.15 in the afternoon central time. So just a few hours ago, this came down. For those of you that are out on social media, may have already seen some of these because there are some numbers that some of these teams are going to be incredibly proud of. First and foremost, this South Carolina team remains now the only undefeated squad in the nation, and they go back to being the unanimous number one in the AP Top 25. That was a split a week ago. UCLA, who had been sitting at number two, was getting some of the votes, but not anymore. They all go to South Carolina and they sit there at number one. Rounding out the top five, it's at Iowa at number two. After an incredibly decisive win that we mentioned just a little bit ago over Indiana, they get it done. They are 17-1. and Their only loss was early in November at home to Kansas State, who was also part of this week's top ten. Colorado, after a huge win, they're up two spots. They are 15 and one on the year. They are at number three. And this NC State squad, who just had their first loss about a week and a half ago, they sit at 15 and one, up two, and they had a 93 66 win over Virginia over the weekend. I think that put them back on the footing after their loss. They had had a bit of a break, but a big, decisive win against Virginia keeps NC State in that top five, and they are at number four. In at number five is UCLA, their first loss of the season. They sit at 14-1. and one. They're down three spots. Right underneath them at six is USC. Now, those two probably kind of almost tethered together right now simply because of the games that they have played. But you can see where 
It is going to be so competitive down the stretch. And what could we have asked for anything better if those two end up matching up in a game, maybe quarterfinals, semis, even the finals of the Pac-12 tournament, the last ever Pac-12 tournament to see USC and UCLA there. But you can't count out all of the other teams, Colorado, Utah, Stanford, all of those that are going to continue to make noise in a very, very difficult Pac-12 in its last year in its existence as we know it. Now, in at number seven is this Kansas State squad, their highest ranking since 20, 2003, highest ranking in the Jeff Mitty era since he has been the head coach. He's been there now. This is his 10th season in Manhattan. Two big wins for Kansas State last week. They give themselves the W when they were against Oklahoma at home, 74 to 57. Again, the defense, the name of the game and what the... Kansas State has been able to hang their hat on. And then a huge win against Texas, being able to hold them to just 58 points. They win 61 to 58. It doesn't matter. You beat a top 10 team and you absolutely are going to move up a lot because of so much movement and other teams losing Kansas State benefits. But this is a team now on a roll. Their only loss of the season, 17 and 1 overall, 5 and 0 in the Big 12. Their only loss of the season was that rematch against Iowa 10 days after they had met the first time in the month of November on a neutral court, and they lost by seven in Florida. We round out the top 10 by Stanford being at number eight. They do not move. They sit there at 15 and two. A UConn squad now at 14 and three. They are in at number nine. The Huskies have won 10 in a row. They continue to be decimated by injury, but yet are finding a way to win and respond. Give credit to Gina Oriyama. He knows he's got key pieces of the puzzle, trying each and every day to fit different ones in there. Who can go with Beckers in the backcourt? Who can be an addition to Edwards in the front court? All of those things are going to be day by day when you talk about the Huskies, but they've won 10 in a row and they do it in fantastic fashion so far. And rounding out at number 10 is LSU, just their second loss, but a pretty lackluster performance by those that are talking about it and those that watched in depth. Down three spots, now 16-2 and two overall. But that loss at Auburn against a huge pumped-up crowd that was there for the Tigers, give credit to that team. They were ready to go. But yet it kind of gives a bit of a question mark. What are some of the other very difficult places for this LSU team to be able to play on the road in the SEC? Well, you know it's going to be a place like South Carolina. But also, you know they are going to be jacked when they have to play Mississippi State or an Ole Miss or a Tennessee or even a Vanderbilt who has surged themselves a little bit. Those are going to be difficult games no matter where you play them if you're LSU. They're going to have to bring their A game each and every day. Let's look at the rest of the top 15. We've got Texas in at number 11. As we said, just 16-2. and two. That loss to Kansas State was just their second overall of the season but yet only being able to score 58 points. That's something Vic Schaefer knows they are going to have to be able to do. they got to find a way to replace Rory Harmon's scoring, put themselves back on the trajectory where they can create more offense with their defense and play at a different pace when they want to. In at number 12 is Baylor. They lost their first two games of the season last week. Can the Bears bounce back? We will talk about that in just a moment. In at number 13 is Louisville, up two spots, 15-2. and two. 14 in the AP poll this week is Virginia Tech. They are 13-3. and three. They are down three spots. As we said it, it was a big loss to Florida State. The Seminoles are on the rise. Virginia Tech with a tough loss there. And it is the Seminoles that are right behind them, nipping at their heels at number 15. They are up six spots in a huge, huge 
jump for Brooke Wyckoff's squad. Not a lot of other movement down at the end. Creighton with the win. Marquette holds on. North Carolina 12-5. and five. They are still in the top 25. But back in the top 25 this season is the Iowa State Cyclones. They are in at number 24, 12-4 overall. But as we said, they're 5-0 in conference play, and they remain undefeated. And get this, the Cyclones have won nine straight against Big 12 foes, and that dates back to last season and includes the 2023 Big 12 Tournament Championship that they won in Kansas City. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about who's got to bounce back, what are going to be the needs, who's got to be able to find a way to get a couple Ws and get their footing solidly on the ground, because we are in the middle of January. It's frozen outside, but you need solid footing right now in the middle of your season so you can continue on in conference play. Well, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. We know that their NFL games tomorrow and the, division, the divisional playoffs are going to continue into next week. Doesn't matter if it's snowing or if it's sunny. It might be Kansas City or San Francisco. It's not going to matter, ladies and gentlemen. Get to FanDuel and make your bets. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So we encourage you to go visit FanDuel's and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hi, everybody. Missy Heydrich, and welcome back to Locked on Women's Basketball. It is snowy and cold outside. We have guests that are under the weather. So what we're doing today is we have not only talked about some of the big wins and tough losses that came over the course of the last few days, but the massive movement and the madness, not only in the weather outside, but the madness of the AP Top 25 poll. And so now we have to look ahead and what happens over the course of the next few days as we think about where some of these teams have to position themselves, especially those that may have tumbled and stumbled a little bit, not having the best performances over the course of last week. And what does that mean for them as they look forward? Well, let's talk about Baylor. We mentioned them earlier. They've come up quite a bit in this conversation today, but they play, they're going to have a week. And I think that's going to be a really good thing for this Baylor squad, whether they might be dealing with some illness and sickness themselves, maybe a little bit of a knock up here or there and not feeling 100% physically after two losses. Yes, that is a tough pill to swallow. They're going to have time at home to be able to prepare, rest, get their kids back to class starting the next semester, thinking about film study and are back at home against UCF on January 20th. That would be a really good barometer, I believe, for this Baylor squad. How do they react after those two tough losses at the road, going home, back to Foster Pavilion, the brand new facility that they have on their campus where they have not lost yet so far this season, 
Can they get that bounce back win against UCF? I think they absolutely should get that win against UCF, but it'll tell us a lot about the Baylor Bears. UCLA, they lost their first game of the season at USC yesterday on Sunday. They are now, they themselves have to take what is an incredibly difficult trek, one that Stanford just stumbled on, and that is the mountain trek as part of the Pac-12. They're going to be at Colorado, who sits at number four in this week's AP, excuse me, number three in this week's AP poll. They will be at Colorado on the 19th of January, and then at Utah, who comes in at number 20 in this week's poll on the 22nd. That mountain trek is difficult. It's plane trips. It's different altitudes. It's a lot of travel time. How will UCLA respond? We knew we know Lauren Betts was not 100% in that game yesterday at USC. She was under the weather. However, nobody had an answer, even Mother Nature, for Juju Watkins for USC. I think the Trojans continue on their winning path coming into next week. USC, UCLA themselves, excuse me, will need to get themselves back on the winning track. Now, LSU, they dropped just their second game of the season, as we said. Their first loss was the first game of the year against Colorado in Las Vegas on a neutral court. <coughs> Excuse me. They will be at Alabama on January 18th. I think a bounce bat win, no doubt, for Kim Mulkey's squad. But really trying to figure out how can this team generate more offense than they did. They were held to just 62 points. They've got to be able to score more. They know that they want to play at a quicker pace, a faster pace, and be able to generate more offense with their defense. One team we haven't mentioned because they have dropped out of the polls and a Big 12 squad that took a lot of national attention early in the season, especially in the non-conference, has turned a lot of heads on the national stage, and that is the TCU. The Horn Frogs started the season undefeated. We're back in the AP top 25. Well, since then, they have been on a losing streak, and it has been difficult for this TCU squad. They have dropped four in a row in Big 12 play. Part of that is because they do not have the, the services right now of Sedona Prince. She broke her finger in their loss to Baylor at the start of the Big 12 season. When will Prince be back? That is still to be determined. But TCU, they have got to find a way to get themselves back on the winning way. And they head, as they look at their numbers, they host Kansas State, now the number seven team in the AP poll on the 17th. And then they were at Iowa State, another top 25 ranked team on the 20th. TCU themselves being able to look and to bounce back. There's so much going on in the national polls, everybody, and we know that there's going to be a lot of movement, and this is by no means where it's going to say. But keep your eyes on some of these teams that still continue to receive votes, teams that are making an impact in their leagues and have had great success so far this season. Look at a team like Notre Dame, who just continues to find a way to win games when it hasn't been easy and it hasn't been something that they've because they've been without folks. But this is a Notre Dame squad still just sits at 12-3, and three, even though they're down one spot in the poll this week. It was a decisive win for them at home, 70-59 to 59 on Sunday over Miami. I really like what this Notre Dame squad can do. They've got one of the most dynamic guards in the country in Hannah Hidalgo, a freshman. She is so fun to watch. And without Olivia Miles, has been able to pick up some of that slack. Sonia Citron is back in the lineup for them. They have gotten her back from her earlier issues. The injury bug bites everybody. And we know that teams kind of deal with it differently. And it is the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows. But when we get into January and the heart of your conference play, it's so important to be able to have those players you can rely on. I think a freshman like Hildago, one that Neil Ivey absolutely can rely on at Notre Dame and has stepped up big for them so far this year. 
One team to keep your eye on in the Big Ten who I really like is this Michigan State squad. Now, they lost to Ohio State, who they themselves still in the AP Top 25. The Buckeyes in at number 18 this week, but it was a 70-65 to win in Columbus for Ohio State over Michigan State. The Spartans still receiving votes in the AP Top 25. They have opportunity to continue to kind of inch themselves into that upper portion of the Big Ten and put themselves in the conversation for postseason play. This is Robin Fralick's first season at Michigan State. We know what type of success she's had in building mid-major programs and doing exactly the same thing at Michigan State. I really like what this team does. So many people saw them earlier about a week and a half ago on the buzzer beater that Caitlin Clark had to beat them in Iowa City. They were right there and couldn't get over the hump but it is the team to keep your eye on in the Big Ten. Others receiving votes all across the country, Oregon State, West Virginia, Syracuse, Vanderbilt, Princeton, Auburn, Fairfield, who's on one of the longest winning streaks in the nation. Hats off to the Stags, and we mentioned Michigan State. One team to drop out of this week's top 25 was West Virginia. That was because they had a couple losses. As we said, it was at Iowa State on the 10th, but they did bounce back for a win, 76-59 to at UCF for a big road win in the Big 12. Those are the types of ones you have to be able to get. We say it each and every time and every year. You've got to be able to hold home court and you got to steal a couple on the road. Well, we see that happening all across the country. A team like Auburn had to hold home court. They did exactly what they needed to do. Ole Miss, they go ahead and beat, excuse me, Mississippi State goes ahead and beats Ole Miss over the weekend. That in-state rivalry. Two wins last week for Mississippi State. Keep an eye on them in the SEC. They won at Arkansas, and then they beat Ole Miss at home. Hold home court, steal a couple on the road. That's the message. And when you see teams doing that, then they are the ones that you should definitely put a little star next to on your list because I think they could surprise you down the road. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in and for listening today here on Locked on Women's Basketball. As we said, we are celebrating the life and the legacy and the messages of Martin Luther King today, and I hope that you have been able to have some of that resonate in your own daily life. You can find me, Missy Hydrick, at X, um, at Missy Hydrick on X, formerly known as Twitter. Be sure to follow this podcast at LockedOnWBB, and then get over to thenexthoops.com, where you're going to see all of my amazing colleagues, and they will have you covered. Every league, mid-major, player profiles, all sorts of things that are going to keep you up to date on women's basketball all throughout the season. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Stay warm, everyone, wherever you are. I hope your shovels are ready. You've got ice mounts and that you can hunker down and watch some NFL games today. As I said, to any Buffalo Bills fan who is going to be in that stadium today, you are a way better person than I am, and you really, really do love your team. Stay warm, everyone. We will see you next week right here on Monday on Lockdown Women's Basketball.